0: Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand that finances, well, they can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, founder of Crystal Clear Finances and your host for the next 30 minutes. Now today we are continuing our discussion on family banking. And now we're moving past the section one, which took us, yes, four weeks to get through. But it was a very important section because if you remember the four components in in order for us to be able to do family banking is that number one, we have to understand key financial concepts. So we really took time to slow things down and understand how money works. Now, I could have continued this discussion For the rest of the year and even into next year, because there are so many key financial concepts that are out there. So I tried to highlight the most pertinent ones for this discussion, but I would always encourage you to continue to keep learning. I mean, we have many YouTube videos for years that you can go back because these are timeless truths that you can listen to and say, Oh, That worked back then. It's still going to work today. There are other books that are out there that I would encourage you to start reading. Make sure that you are expanding that circle of knowledge and challenge yourself. Read a book that you think, I totally disagree with this, just to see what it is that they're saying and see if you're able to validate that, yes, the way you believe is true and be able to see what they're saying from their point of view. So... With that being said, today, what I'd like to focus on is since we've gone over the key financial concept, let's talk about the design of how we do a family bank. Now, it's important as we go down this road for discussion, I want to encourage you that you listen, I think it was probably about two or three weeks ago, my son was on the program and he talked about life insurance because in case you haven't figured this out, One of the key components in doing family banking is having a resource in which you can access the money without penalty and without qualifying so that you can use that money, take care of whatever the need is, take care of whatever the opportunity is, and then put that money back. And because you didn't take it from your own policy, you actually took it from the insurance company, not the policy, Yours kept growing, and so it was never interrupted, and that compounding interest kept happening. It's a beautiful concept that I have seen for the past 25 years used over and over. Personally, we've used it. My son has used it. Our clients use it. It's such a great way to be able to keep the money in your own family. And to me, you know, we have these dollars that God gives us. And those dollars are seeds of wealth. And we can either trade them and give them to the banks. We can give them to other places, or we can say, no, I'm gonna choose to cultivate what God's given me. And I'm going to have a family bank that I'll be the one that my grandchild says, hey, I wanna buy that house. And you can say, I'll give you the loan. And then even the interest stays in the family. So it's not that we're building these resources, to be able to just spoil the children and just have whatever we want. We still want to build character. We're building legacy. We are going to do a family banking system that not only lasts for your generation and your children's generation, but your grandchildren and future generations so the money stays intact. Now, I want to go into the specifics of it, you know, all the different ideal benefits. But before we do, I'm so excited to read this. I actually took time over the weekend, last weekend, and I dug through all of my files because I knew I had this piece of paper. And I know those of you who are on radio don't see what's in my hand, but my YouTube followers can see this. This is from June 19th, 2009. I'm going to have it as a link so that you can see it. And it's called Medical Economics, you might think. Why would we want to read something about medical economics on a financial program? Crystal, this just isn't like you. Well, wait till you see this because it says new life for life insurance could now be the right time to invest in your own health. And I look at it and say, invest in your own banking health. Now, the reason why I want to pull out pieces of this article, but I will post the full thing so you can see I'm not just picking and choosing, it's a very positive article for life insurance. It's written by a gentleman named uh, Barry James Dyke. He is also the author of The Pirates of Manhattan. If you are looking for a good book to read, yeah, that'll be a great one right there that explains what's really going on. You want to follow the money, follow that one. So great book. I would recommend that you would read that. But let me just pull out some pieces of this, and then I'm going to read a section, and then we're going to discuss it, because there's a lot of good meat in this article. So this article starts, now remember, we're talking June 19, 2009. This doesn't mean that it's outdated. Listen to this. It says, two years ago, presidential candidate John McCain secured initial campaign financing by using $3 million of his life insurance policy as collateral. Can I just stop right there? How many of you knew that he was even aware of life insurance? Because I haven't heard of life insurance before, so therefore it's probably not any good, Crystal. Well, obviously there are people that are knowing about it and using it. And usually to me, when I see that there are people in higher places of government who are very successful and I see they're using it and yet mom, pa, America don't know about it, there's a reason for that. And that's why I wanna make sure you're aware of it because I think you have just as much right to be able to use it now. If you go back to a couple programs ago when I talked about, well if you use it, do you have to first fund it? Yes, we have to fund it. Maybe you won't have the 3 million in it, but you can do what works for your family cash flow and that's what the point is. And you know, let me just give off on a little rabbit trail here. Not only can you put your cash flow in it where you're saying, "Okay, Crystal, all I can do is 250 a month or all I can do is 5,000 a month." Wherever you are on the spectrum Understand that when you pass, which I'm not smiling, I'm just saying this is what happens, but when you pass, it's a tax-free death benefit to your kids who then in turn, if they have been trained properly, know to take 50% of those proceeds and reinvest it immediately into a life insurance policy. Do you think that one would grow to maybe $3 million? Do you see the possibilities? There's got to be somebody in your family lineage that says, I'm the one. Yep, I know I probably will not be the one that benefits the most from this. I know that it's actually crimping my lifestyle by putting this money in every month. But when I pass away, I'm gonna teach my boys. I'm gonna teach my kids. Listen, when this money comes, 50% you guys can use, but 50% has to go into the family life insurance policy banking so that the grandkids, when they grow up and they need college money or they need their house, they're not dependent upon a bank. They're not gonna be getting out of college with hundreds of thousands of dollars of school debt. They're going to be free, but somebody, Somebody's gotta be that person that says, I'll be the one. Okay, that wasn't in my notes. That was just a freebie. All right, let me read a little bit more because I love what's going on in this article. And again, this article is from Medical Economics. It was by Barry James Dyke. And it was from 2009, June 19th, 2009 to be exact. It said in 1980, Doris Christopher used a life insurance loan, okay, so that means she went to the insurance company, got a loan from them, didn't touch her cash value, but she was able to get it from them to launch her struggling kitchen gadget company, all right? So obviously, the banks weren't giving her any loans, right? Who wants to invest in the kitchen gadget company? Obviously, not many people. In 2002, so she took the loan in 1980. In 2002, she sold that company, which happened to be called the Pampered Chef, to Warren Buffett for a reported $900 million. Do you think that Doris and her family and her children and her grandchildren and great grandchildren will be glad that there was a life insurance policy that grandma borrowed from to follow her dream? Chances are probably yet. Yes. And let me read one more. Even in the midst of the Great Depression, J.C. Penney used a loan against his $3 million life insurance policy to resuscitate his retail stores after the 1929 crash. So here we have a couple examples. You have John McCain, who wanted to continue to run. He needed funding for his campaign. You have uh, a mom who won- believed in her kitchen gadget that's willing to go in there, pull it, and bank on herself because the banks wouldn't do it, and and then she was able to turn around and sell that. And then here you have J.C. Penney. How many of us know what have shopped at J.C. Penney? My point in all of that is here we are back in 2009 talking about the success rate of how life insurance can work to help us reach our goals and become family banks. Now, let's just talk a little bit more. That's people, right? So let's talk about our beloved banks. Do you think the banks have any interest in insurance? So I'm going to quote here. It says, the nation's large banks invest immense sums of their tier one capital reserve. So understand the tier one capital reserve, that's the primo right there. That's how they're measured of their strength. Well, they take that and they put it into permanent life insurance underwritten by major life insurance companies. So you have banks that are taking this and taking the money that's coming in, and they're putting it in life insurance companies. And can I just pause here for a little rabbit trail on banks? You know the banks, right? So they had to come up with money to buy the land, and they had to come up with money to build their building. Once they did that, and they filed their charter, and they get their little plaque, and they can now be all FDIC insured. So how do they actually make money? Well, you give them your money, And then they give it to somebody else, and they get paid for it. They really rent your money to other people. That's all they do. Where is their risk? Their risk was that they bought the land and bought the building. Their risk isn't in the financial market there, right? So yes, they have to keep reserves. So if they have to keep reserves, which thank you for giving them, um, they're going to put them in life insurance policies. There's actually, it talks about that there is a law that says now you can't put more than 50% banks, you can't put more than 50% into the life insurance companies. So they had to like, hey, tap the brakes, guys, because when you look at this, this was where they were putting all their money. Now, one of the things, I, and I, I apologize, I don't think I've ever read on a radio program. But this so excites me because it so proves everything I've been saying for 25 years. I just want to stand on a mountaintop and be like, oh. Because it says, unlike banks, life insurance companies do not use excessive leverage. If a bank has $1 million on deposit, it can lend up to $10 million to the public. Think about that. I just took in $1 million today of your money. I didn't cough it up myself. And now I'm going to loan out $10 million to the public. This is called fractional reserve lending. And guess what, as we can see, that can lend to instability. But when you come to a life insurance company, if the life insurance company has a million dollars on deposit, the company is not allowed to loan more than $920,000. And usually they only let them loan a fraction of that. So life insurancers, 100% are 100% reserve-based lenders which makes them stable institution in down economies this is according to the report that I'm reading right here so I want you to think about where we are today right with everything that's been going on in the world everything that's going on with banks you know I would talk to a lot of my clients and they say well how do you think this would ha- what would happen if we go through a depression I'm thinking I'm okay with this because I like knowing that life insurance companies again you can access the resources and use it for whatever you have need of if you don't need it it can sit in there and grow because it does based on the company and there are different companies so they all have their different rates but they have a guaranteed rate of what they will say the internal will grow at now they have a non-guaranteed rate because that usually includes the dividends but again, my point of this is you look at what can we use life insurance for. We look at the big wigs that are playing with life insurance. We look at the banks that are working with life insurance. And to me, when we talk about family banking and we say, let's dev- des- design a strategy, what else would we use? Yes, we can use real estate. And I like using real estate, have real estate, because then when you pass away in the step up in cost basis, that's always nice. And business, that's a great way to have family legacy, but also life insurance. And I think real estate and owning a business, those two ways of creating wealth in the United States are acceptable and admired ways. And somehow... Somehow life insurance has just got a bum rap. I remember, and then we're going to take a quick break after this. I remember I went to a conference and I was studying how this all works because I was skeptical. You know, I had to read everything. And so I remember they said, how many of you are tired after this three day, you know, conference? And I'm like, me, me. And they're like, okay, well, we have a present for you at the back of the room that will guarantee you will sleep and not be disturbed on the plane ride home. We're all like, yeah. Went to the back of the room, no lie. I wish I could have brought it in today so I could show it on my YouTube channel, no lie. They had a book cover. You know how you can wrap your books and put it? And it says, how to sell life insurance on a plane. That was the book cover. So they said, just get on your plane, wrap it around anything you're reading, hold it up like you're reading it. No one will talk to you. (laughs) No, that's sad though, it's funny. But it's sad because somehow in all of this, life insurance has gotten a bad rap, but yet life insurance we can see can be very instrumental when creating banking for the family. So let's take a quick 60 second break and then we'll be back with more crystal clear finances. Is it possible for you to pay less tax This is Crystal Langdon with today's Financial Gem. There are four types of tax planning strategies that can potentially lower your tax bill. And while everyone's situation is different, the strategies of reorganization, annual year-end review, long term projections, and situational planning are tax planning strategies that could allow you to keep more of the money you make. Take time to efficiently plan how you can pay less taxes. Call Crystal Clear Finances today for a initial consultation at 518-433-7181 and we're back with more crystal clear finances thank you for joining me each and every week it's such a pleasure to be with you i love knowing that for the past 25 years well, almost 25 years, we've been able to provide financial insights so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. And I hope what you've been learning lately will spur you to say, you know what, I'm ready. I want to make sure that I do family banking. And I want to encourage you to give the office a call at 518. 518- 433-7181. Let's schedule that free initial consultation and sit down and see if this right's, is right for you. You know, there are situations where cash flow won't allow it, health won't allow it, different circumstances. So we have to pivot and go a different way. But this is something that at least I encourage clients take a look at it and see if this might be right for you. Now, I want to jump back in because we have a lot to cover before the end of our program, which is no big surprise. But I'm very excited because as I read through this article, it is such a testimony of different ways of things that I have been saying that's validated to say yes since 2009, yes since the Depression, all these different areas. And I want to show you uh, different benefits of the life insurance. Because remember, what's the point of today? Today is, okay, we've got our key financial concepts. Now we've got to design it what are we going to use and we are determining at least in this case that we want to use life insurance when at all possible not everybody can start a business and not everybody can wants to buy real estate. I'm not a big, I love seeing my clients use real estate, but I personally not a big real estate person because I'm focusing in other areas and everyone has their own sweet spots. So let's go back to this article that we are talking about. And they ask about why life insurance. And of course, they go through and they talk about term insurance, which, you know, is just renting insurance for a specific period of time. Term insurance, just so that we don't get confused, we can't use that for the banking. Now, let me pause. Term insurance can be used if to cover you, so in the event of death, you can pass it to the next generation. Just remember, it does have limitations to it. You know, if you get past the age of 85 as of right now, they don't wanna play the game with you anymore. They think you're getting close to meeting Jesus, so they say, uh no. And as they're getting closer to that, they raise the rates on it. But to have term while you're young so that you know there is protection there for your family, definitely feel that there is a purpose for term in people's lives, but don't use it as, hey, I'm going to be able to borrow from expenses and opportunities. It doesn't function that way. That's gonna be more of the death benefit. I'm the one, I'm gonna pay this, it's what little bit I have, but I'm going to make sure there's a legacy for my kids. Little side note on that, we've had individuals who have said, I want to set up a term policy, and I want to list my church. So I've seen legacy giving this way where they say, you know, I've got $75 and I don't feel like it makes a lot of difference, but I know where I'm at, that $75, maybe it could be $50,000 or $100,000 depending, you know, age and what their health is. So there are ways that you can use uh, term life insurance, but where we're focusing mostly is on cash value, whole life, dividend paying. I'm not focusing on IUL, I'm not focusing anywhere else, just dividend paying whole life cash value so I want to go to some of the points that were listed in this article in regards to safety now I have to be very careful as a financial planner I can't say that anything's guaranteed and it's not everything's based upon either the safety of the company that backs it or even FDIC it's based upon (laughs) well we won't go there but you can see there's different levels of safety but what I can say is this Here's an example that during the Great Depression, when more than 10,000 banks failed, 99.9% of consumer savings in life insurance and annuities remained safe with their legal reserve life insurance companies. Now, this is not Crystal saying, oh, this will be safe. The sun will come out tomorrow. This is a documented where Barry James Dyke has gone through and documented these studies. Now, also, in addition to being safe, here's a part I thought you might find interesting. There are earnings that come in addition to the guarantees. So remember we said there's a guarantee. So I can think of one company, they pay 3%. That's at least you're going to get 3%. But because of additional earnings, the way it's designed, clients are making 5 5 5.2% inside their life insurance policy. And according to this, it says, although additional earnings above guarantees are not assured, most life insurance companies paid additional earnings, get this, even during the Great Depression. So while people were jumping out of windows, while people were saying, I'm going to fold, while this was all happening, the life insurance companies were paying and paying consistently. It says, when you save through permanent life insurance and annuities backed by the insurance company's general account, your funds are safe, liquid, and tax favored, according to the study, which backs what we've been saying is we can't tell you it's guaranteed, but we can say, and past does not predict the future, but I can look at 100, 130-year-old companies and see what is their procedures during downtimes like that. Now let's talk about tax benefits. I always love this part, right? Last week, we talked a lot about the importance of understanding how tax works. So it says savings and earnings within permanent life insurance. So remember, we're talking about whole life, grow tax deferred. So that means that as it's growing, there's no taxes being generated on it. Loans from the insurance company are not taxed as ordinary income. So that's not gonna show up anywhere on their taxes. And when they pass away, the death benefit is going to be tax-free. So these are things that we need to be aware of if we're looking for tax benefits. Again, we want to make sure, all right, what are the taxes associated with this? Let's talk about asset protection. Although asset protection privileges for lawsuits and bankruptcy can vary from state to state, When it comes to life insurance, they are a favored asset in all states. So I wanna think about that. So if there is a creditor who's trying to go after some money, they can't get the life insurance policy. That's a good thing. So you can look at it and say, okay, so I've got this asset over here, this investment over here, but I've also got my life insurance and I'm building up resources in there. How many people that we know that they'll build up the resources inside their life insurance policy? They're going to take it out. They're going to get the building. They'll buy the building and then quick put it back in there. Whatever cash they have, they squirrel it back in there because they know it's all protected. Great information. I don't know if you knew all these benefits, but again, we just go over and over with them so that you can begin to have a confidence. When we talk about uh, professional money management, so let's talk about this a little Life insurance companies, they have this money that comes in, and they use professional management that will know the risk of the company. Now, this is really good. A lot of the companies that we will use here at Crystal Clear Finances, people say, oh, Crystal, but they're so conservative. I am totally fine with that. I like having a conservative life insurance company. Kind of, doesn't it flow together? Conservative life insurance company. Doesn't make sense to have a risky life insurance company. Remember, when we go back to how we put our investments together, we have a yellow tank. right? We talk about the investments. We can take all types of risk in there. And then we have a green tank where it's like, no, we're not doing risk in here. And that's where we start putting our life insurance and our annuities, more of our fixed income base is there. And when we do that, that allows us to go into the yellow tank, into the market, and play there. We don't put bonds in the yellow market. We don't because I feel like, well, bonds, we could lose 8%. We can lose money on bonds. Why would I want to put that there? I want to have money that's in my life insurance. I want to have my CD money. I want to have my annuity money. There's my safe money based upon the strength of the company. And then do the investments in the yellow tank. It says... Uh, when we finish this up, it just basically goes through and talks about, and I, and again, we're going to put the link to this at the bottom. It says one of the things, and I'm going to finish with this. It says, finally, this author prefers mutual life insurance companies over publicly traded stock-based life insurers. Why mutual, mutual companies? A mutual company is not a publicly traded entity and does not succumb to the continuous demands, and whims of Wall Street. Although they're not entirely unscathed, they have for the most part dodged the stock market meltdown that has hammered their publicly traded counterparts. So when you have like, for example, security mutual life insurance company, then as you become a policy holder, right, now the board answers to you. So the board is responsible to the policyholders, the shareholders. They're not over on Wall Street saying, oh, well, I've got to please everything on Wall Street and these people over here. It's a different dynamic. See, all of these things that we've talked about today, how it's tax favored, how we can access it, how people we know high up in the government, people who have successful businesses, how they've used this that has helped start businesses, save businesses, It's helped them with their campaigns. I would encourage you, take time to really sit down and say, what is it that you do want to accomplish with your finances? And I know, one, we want to be comfortable, right? We want to be able to enjoy our current lifestyle. But let's just think a little bit past that. There's also a future lifestyle coming up when we get older. But let's even think past that. There's even a legacy that's going to come. And what if it was you? What if you were the one that could go to your dad and say, hey, dad, I really need this house. And he's like, sure, son, no problem. What's the down payment on it? Or here's the amount buy the house outright, and then just make the monthly payments back to me because we need to put the money back in here because when, we, when I pass away, it's gonna go back to you anyways. These are concepts that are not short-term thinking. They're not impulse decisions. These are commitments that say, I'm going to do what I know is right for me, my family, and future generations. And they may not, you may not be there for them to say thank you. But I can only imagine what it would be like to be able to know that grandma or grandpa left that for them and you've changed the course of their life. If you already have those type of discussions, then I would encourage you to give our office a call at 518-433-7181 and schedule a free initial consultation. And then join me again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and AlphaStar are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.